that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. What's up? Salute. It's your man, Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing well. Yes, sir. All right. Seattle tops U.S. cities where residents are considering moving over safety issues. Survey finds. A new national survey show that Seattle, Washington leads the nation in the percentage of people who feel pressured to leave over crime concerns. And experts tell news sources that it is is the unfortunate results of the failure of the city's progressive policies and movements. Data from the Household Post Survey conducted by the U.S. Census, Census Bureau and several other federal agencies shows that 7% of adults in the greater Seattle area have felt pressure to move due to the crime in the last six months, Seattle's uh, news sources reporting. That 7%, which represents about 227,000 people, is the highest percentage out of any of the 15 largest metro areas in the United States. The Riverside San Bernardino area in Southern California came in second with 5.6%, and Chicago came in third at 4.9%. Unfortunately, Seattle has adapted many of the soft-on-crime policies so popular with many of the left today. All right, Zach Smith, legal fellow and manager of the Supreme Court in Appalachia, advocacy program and the Heritage Foundation's Mies Center told news sources about the survey's results. Homicide skyrocketed. It skyrocketed by 24% last year in Seattle, while motor vehicle thefts climbed by 30% and overall crime ticked up by 4%. Earlier this year, Seattle's mayor reversed course and push for increased funding for the police for the first time since the city slashed the police budget in 2020 following the George Floyd riots. Police staffing fell to a 30-year low in 2022 as a result of the defund movement as officers retired and moved to other departments in droves. During the summer of 2020, Seattle government officials essentially ceded operational control of several blocks in downtown Seattle, allowing Black Lives Matter protesters to take control of the streets and create CHOP. Uh, I don't know what that acronym means, which they they initially dubbed the CHAZ, a Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. A Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. All right, declaring it a cop-free zone. <laughs> Whoa. So that probably drove crime up the ass. San Francisco is going through hell, too, because I see drug dealers are selling drugs in the federal, in front of the federal building. Like, crime, because of the, they defund the police. So now 
there's not too many police officers out there. You know what I'm saying? There's very few police officers in those areas, especially Seattle. And I'm over here telling you the statistics of what's going on in the Seattle area. Uh, it's not good. Ultimately, autonomous. The Capitol Hill autonomous zone, declaring it a cop-free zone. This is sad. Crime skyrocketed in that area as a result and led to the shooting death of a teenage boy whose father ultimately sued the city for negligence. What's more, shop owners have been sounding the alarm for years about how the rampant crime is driving them out of business and how boarded up storefronts have become a common sight in Seattle as crime rose. Officials in Seattle have taken a soft approach on prosecuting drug crimes as recently as June when the city council rejected a bill that would have allowed the city attorney to prosecute public drug use and possession. This is sad. The obvious consequences of those policies and an increase in crime and a less safe community where it's more difficult for people to live and do business. Smith, co-author of the newly released book, Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Sorrows Lawyers Are Destroying America's Community, told news sources. All right. The obvious consequences of those policies is an increase in crime and a less safe community where it's more difficult for people to live and do business. All right. The author, the co-author, Smith, of a newly, newly released book called Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Sorrows Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. Seattle was at the forefront of the defund the police movement. And local leaders committed to cutting the city's police budget by half, though they had to back away from the audacious goal. When confronted with the reality of rising crime rates, Smith stated, so it's unfortunate, but no surprise that many in Seattle, so many in Seattle don't feel safe in their own communities. All right. So it's very unfortunate that this is going on and stuff like that. Crime has skyrocketed in the area as a result and led to the shooting death of a teenage boy whose father ultimately sued the city for negligence and stuff like that. And then when you go on the social media, you see a lot of people, especially in California regions, Seattle is part of that California region and Sacramento and Southern California and San Francisco, the Bay Area, all of that. Even Washington State, uh, Washington State, you could put all of that up in there. And it's been a great rise on uh, shoplifting. People are running into the stores and taking whatever that they want. And then you have other, then you have other policies like other organizations and companies got these little policies where they cannot really touch the perpetrator that's going inside the store shoplifting and stuff so they're just going in there taking what they want and running outside they have to wait for the police to come and then with the fact that they defund the police and stuff like that 
there's not too many polices, and the criminals know that. So that's why they're running around doing whatever that they want, and it's causing mayhem in the western states, all right? So this is the problem. This is an ongoing problem. And like I said, the legislators and these uh, new elected district attorneys for all of these different states and counties out there, they came out with these laws and stuff, and now look what happened. Look what's going on. I don't want to get into the politics, but, you know, my hand is being forced to talk about it. And uh, I don't know. Like, when the, when the new elected DAs come in, like, these Republicans are anxious as hell. I'm trying to tell you, it's going to be a big mass incarceration. It's going to be very tough, stringent laws. I don't know about Texas, you know, because Texas, they do their own thing. So we already there. So I'm talking about the other states, right? So it's going to be mass incarceration, and these criminals are not thinking ahead because I'm telling you, these newly elected officials, they're about to go lose their mind on y'all, and I promise you that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're already crazy and they're already pissed off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Governor DeSantis, he probably is not going to be elected president. You know, I can't see it. If they elect uh, Governor DeSantis as president of the United States, then everybody need to worry, all right? Republicans and Democrats alike, all right? All of you motherfuckers better worry. I'm going to worry, motherfucker, because it's going to be a bad America. Is America going to go down the drain if you get Governor DeSantis? And I I'm, I'm, will say that. Governor DeSantis has no morale. That He's a candidate with no type of morale. And he's for his... He's only, only going to fight for his constituents. He's not going to fight for the democracy. I promise you that. Make sense of what I'm saying to you, all right? All right, yo, you could try to nail me in the cross and crucify me all you want to, but all I know, the best thing that I'm trying to do and the only thing that I will fight to do is tell the truth. And I'm telling you, if the scientists become president, America's going to go down the drain and shit like that, all right? And then especially you minorities that's out here causing chaos, he's going to put the hammer down on your head, all right? With that being said, that doesn't mean the other candidate is going to be softballing the situation, all right? Because it's mayhem at this point of time. So especially for the Western states, all right? Because there's too much crime. Crime has risen very high, especially in San Francisco. And doggone Seattle is going through it. They said Seattle is number one, you know what I'm saying? But... Francisco, San Francisco, I don't know how they not number one because I see the damage over there. And that used to be the glorious state, you know? That's kind of funny to me. But anyway, moving along. Oh, Florida. Let me give you this one. Florida woman doused herself in Diet Mountain Dew to erase the DNA after killing her roommate, 79 years old. All right. A blood-smudged Florida woman suspected of murder accrued additional charges after she asked police for a soda. 
then poured it all over herself in attempts to scrub forensic evidence evidence from her body, Daytona Beach Police stated. Nicole A. Max, 35 years old, was charged with tampering with evidence and resisting arrest with violence and premeditated first-degree murder and the death of 79-year-old Michael Carasoli on August 5th per a pro probable cause of Alpha David shared with the news sources by police. Firefighters were called to a smoldering home on the 600 block of Clark Street at 1.46 in the morning on July 1st. Clothes on the second floor have been set on fire. Clothes, all right, articles of clothing, all right. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office told news sources said that they had no additional information on the arson investigation. After quickly extinguishing, extinguishing the flames, first responders found Mr. Carasoli lying face down in a blood-spattered room. He had suffered blood, a blunt force trauma to the head and stab wounds to the torso, police stated. The dead man's landlord told police that Ms. Mrs. Max was his other tenant, but the woman was nowhere to be found. Two cell phones were recovered near the 79 years old's corpse. One belonged to the victim, while the other, which had a bloody knife balance on top of it, belonged to Mrs. Max. Less than two hours later, police said they spotted a barefoot Max with blood on her leg and, ripped sh and a ripped up shirt outside a crystal restaurant in the nearby community of Holly Hill. When they approached her, police said she stated she dropped a knife and a hammer at their feet. Max evaded questions about her recent whereabouts and where she lived, first pointing into a direction and saying she lived right over there by a nearby, nearby pawn shop. I don't know what the hell is wrong with my mouth. Every time I read and stuff, it's starting to be harder and harder. Almost like somebody's fucking playing, playing voodoo doll with me or something. Poking my goddamn mouth so I won't read. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, before I start or continue any further, there's people that's hating on me very bad. I don't owe these people. I never done nothing to these people. I just left them alone. Now, all of a sudden, I can't read. What the hell is going on, really? Let me continue anyway. I'm going to go right back to the beginning. Mrs. Max evaded questions when the police approached her because she threw a hammer and a knife down. Police asked her where's, uh, where her whereabouts and where the hell she lived at, first pointing into a direction and saying she lived right over there by a nearby pawn shop. I did it again. By a nearby pawn shop and then claiming she had been living on the streets for the last four years. She denied knowing Mr. Carasoli when detectives showed her his photograph. When pressed, police said she conceded that she knew the man but denied seeing him on that day. He was murdered. Then she shifted again, telling police she currently lived with Carasoli and was at their home earlier that day. 
Daytona Beach police then took Max into custody for questioning per their probable cause affidavit. After she was read her memorandum rights, Max told the te detectives that she never entered Carasoli's bedroom and only set foot on the second floor of their shared apartment to feed her spiders. <laughs> when asked about the weapons she had dropped, police said Max became agitated and demanded a lawyer. Police returned later with a warrant to test the woman's bloodied body for DNA evidence. All right, Max then asked for a can of Diet Mountain Dew, and police obliged. She began to uh, procrastinate with the drink, and detectives tried to pull the can away from her, police stated. Then Max began to resist and poured the can of soda all over her body and her hair, pulling away from officers' attempts to interfere with the possible evidence on her body, according to the affidavit. Police then allegedly forced a, a pulling and kicking Max into their cruiser. Blood on the knife found near Cavasoli's body matched samples taken from Max's clothing, police stated. The Daytona the Beach news, report, news sources reported that the DNA was also recovered on the weapon's handle. Max is being held in Volusia County Jail without bond and is scheduled for a court appearance on September 5th. A recent study from North Carolina State University indicated that, uh, what is this? Seclosis, seclosis, uh, a recent study from North Carolina State University indicated that succulous, a common artificial sweetener, also known as Splendor, and found in Diet Mountain Dew and other sodas, can break down the genetic material that makes up DNA. All right. A recent study from North Carolina State University indicated that succulous. A sacrolis, all right, there you go, sacrolis, a common artificial sweetener, also known as Splendor, and found in Diet Mountain Dew and other sodas can break down the genetic materials that makes up a DNA. See, I ain't got no other producer to help me how to pronunciate these words. I'm all here by myself, you know what I'm saying? So, And no, I'm not going to edit it out. Let the people hear me fumble these words. Let the people listen. God damn it. I'm not scared. Not at all. Not scared to show the world that you can do it too. And I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there listening that could do this podcast better than me. This is the whole point. This is the point. To help you prosper and go up into the sky because the sky is the limit, y'all. Anyway, Ron, while the researchers found that that the sweetener could put people at risk for disease and wear down the lining of intestines, it is unclear whether dousing oneself in soda would actually eliminate forensic evidence. Evidence. All right. So I don't know if this girl was one step closer and trying to get away with um murder and stuff. And. Max evaded questions. All right. So.
So the landlord, that was uh, Mrs. Max, that's a landlord. She was suspected of murder. She accrued additional charges after she asked police for a soda, then poured it all over herself in an attempt to scrub forensic evidence from her body. Daytona Beach, Nicole A. Max, a 35-year-old, was charged with tampering with evidence and resisting arrest, arrest with violence and premeditated first-degree murder in the death of a 79-year-old Michael Carasoli on August 5th. Per a probable cause affidavit shared with news sources, firefighters were called to the smoldering home on the 600 block of Clark Street at 1.46 in the morning on July 1st. Clothes on the second floor had been set on fire. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office told news sources but said that they had no additional information on the arson investigation. After quickly extinguishing the flames, first responders found Carasoli lying face down in a blood-spattered room. He had suffered blunt force trauma to the head and stab wounds to the torso, police stated. You know, I always read it two times so people could freaking understand what I'm saying. The dead man's la landlord, the dead man's landlord told police that Max was his other tenant. All right, so there were roommates. But the woman was nowhere to be found. Two cell phones were recovered near the 79-year-old corpse. One belonged to the victim, while the other, which had a bloody knife balance on top of it, belonged to Mrs. Max. Less than two hours later, police said they spotted a barefoot Max with blood on her legs and ripped up in a ripped-up shirt outside a Crystal's restaurant in the nearby community of Holly Hill. I haven't had Crystal's in a very long time. Uh, when they approached her, police said she dropped a knife and a hammer at their feet. Max evaded questions about her recent, excuse me, whereabouts and where she lived first pointing in a direction and saying she lived right over there by a nearby pawn shop and then claiming she had been living on the streets for the last four years. She denied knowing Mr. Carasoli when detectives showed her his photograph. When pressed, police said she consented that she knew the man but denied, denied seeing him on that day. He was murdered. Then she shifted it again telling police she currently lived with Carasoli and was at their home earlier that day. The Tona Beach police then took Max into custody for question per their probable cause affidavit. After she was read her memorandum rights, Max told detectives that she never entered Carasoli's bedroom and only set foot on the second floor of their shared apartment to feed her spiders. All right, she got spiders for pets. When asked about the weapons she had dropped, police said Max became agitated and demanded a lawyer. Police returned later with a warrant to test the woman's bloodied body for DNA evidence. Max then asked for a can of Dyer Mountain, Mountain Dew and police obliged. All right. I'm not trying to teach no criminals nothing about no Mountain Dew for y'all to fucking douse yourself when y'all do some murder. Fuck that shit, all right? The shit doesn't work like that. 
That's why I'm reading it again so you can understand, you goddamn nincompoops. Anyway, she began to be, she began to procrastinate with the drink, all right? Meaning that she was just playing with the goddamn can of soda. When the drink, uh, and detectives tried to pull the can away from her, police stated, then Max began to resist and poured the can of soda all over her body and hair, pulling away from officers in attempts to interfere with the possible evidence on her body, according to the Alpha David. Police then allegedly forced a pulling and kicking Max into their cruiser. Blood on the knife found near Carasoli's bodies matched samples taken from Max's clothing. Police said that the Daytona Beach news sources reported that the DNA was also recovered on the weapon's handle. Mac is being held in a Volusia County jail without bond and is scheduled for a court appearance on September 5th. A recently study, a recent study from the North Carolina State University indicated that sucrolis, my bad, indicated that sucrolis, a common artificial sweetener also known as Splendor, and found in diet Mountain Dew and other sodas can break down the genetic material that makes up DNA. While researchers found that that's a, that the sweetener could put people at risk for disease and wear down the lining of intestines, it is unclear whether dousing oneself in soda would actually eliminate forensic evidence. Right? I put it down for y'all so you can understand the doggone story. And we're going to move to another story. All right? It's, it's, hot, it's hot woman Mondays. Nothing but woman criminals I'm finna talk about. No, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. I'm lying. I already covered this yesterday, but the um, headlines was different. The crazy plain lady uh, warning passengers in a viral video breaks her silence. I already talked about this. You see what I'm saying? I'm Because this is what happened. She um got into it with one of her family members on the plane. The lady that was talking with her stomach, and I'm telling you, that motherfucker ain't real. You see what I'm saying? The one that talked with her belly, man, when she, she and I'm telling you, the shit went viral. The clip went viral, and she, she got into it with one of her family members about a, uh, 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 air, um, the headphones, the earbuds, uh, she got into it with it. There was like some type of argument and then she got frustrated and she got mad and then she wanted to get off of the plane. So the plane was already on the runway. So the plane had to deviate and go back to the gate and stuff to let her off the plane. And then after that, when she got into the airport, you know, um, the, the plane revoked her goddamn boarding pass, but her boarding pass was still active in the um, how you call those people? I forgot how you call them people. The people that the plane people, the plane security people. I forgot the name of them people and stuff. Let me fucking hit that shit. Sorry, you know what I'm talking about. The security people at the damn airport. You know, um, it was still active, so she was able to go to a whole nother gate at the airport, and she passed through security and stuff like that. And then, um, and then, and and then, information got through um, communications, 
telling the people that, uh, let me see, the recently identified crazy plane lady who was filmed ominously warning passengers in a viral video last month has officially broke her silence. Tiffany Gomez, a 38-year-old marketing executive from Texas, urged the flight crew to let her off the American Airlines flight from Dallas to Orlando before takeoff without giving a reason or explanation, she yelled. And I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. Remember that shit? I covered this yesterday, I'm telling you. But the the, the headlines were, like, kind of different, so you might not even catch it and stuff. But I don't really care if you don't catch it or not. All you got to do is just listen to your man thinking out loud, Ben Sparrell. That's all you got to do, and you're going to hear all of the stories. I'm going to give everything. Everything that's going on around the world, I got it, bro. I got it, bro. I pay the New York Times every month. I read the Washington Post. I pay them, too. I got all of the stories. I will pay for Alpha Davids, too, on the ongoing story. All right? So, she was visibly distressed, Gormaz told passengers. That motherfucker in the back is not real. Before pointing to the back of the plane, causing confusion. She was causing confusion over who was who she was concerned about and why. All right? So... She was on the social media yesterday, and she was explaining what she was explaining. At first, when I was looking at it, I didn't believe it. I refused to believe it. I felt like it was somebody. It felt like a Carly Russell. Uh, felt like somebody was trying to attach themselves to a viral moment. But I did a little bit of research, went through TMZ, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to tell everybody my resources, but you're going to find out anyway because I need some other podcasters to take over. You know what I'm saying? I'm good at production. But anyway, you know, that's when I found out that, oh, it's really her. Because, you know, women, they put all that makeup on their face and then you can't tell, you can't tell if it's them or not, you know, when they put all that makeup in their face. You know, so I talked about this already. But like I said, the headlines are kind of different. So you might not catch it, but if you listen to every episode that I put out, then you'll know that I talked about it. I already talked about this shit. You know what I'm saying? So the lady busts out. And then I don't think she knew that she went viral, you know, probably till a couple weeks later. And then she realized that was her on those goddamn videos. So she didn't know. You see what I'm saying? She It's obvious that she didn't know because she would have been said something weeks ago, but she didn't know that she went viral. See what I'm saying? And when she realized she went viral when she was on that plane. And I'm telling you, if that motherfucker ain't real, like, nobody didn't know what was wrong with her. I got a whole bunch of video clips of that. I got three different ones. You could go on my Instagram and look for yourself. That's Box Benji, all right? And plus... Anyway, speaking of box Benji, I'ma cut this apple pie short and sweet like I always got down say every time. This is your man box Benji. Matter of fact, this is your man Ben's for real with thinking out loud. 
Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. That's the same name that you can use to follow me on Instagram, Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. You can follow me on TikTok, which is underscore Murder Envy. That is underscore M-U-R-D-E-R-E-N-V as in Victor, I-I. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to holler at you later with another segment. This is a Monday. It's hot. August 14th. We're going to get down with the boogie down today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Harlem nights, party at the bodega, 